That's from a vine of a distraught child, and he's talking to the person recording him. But just as easily, he could be the voice in each of our heads. Cultural taboos aside, we also abide by personal taboos. Um, and it puts me in a lot of uncomfortable situations because it comes up in a lot of casual conversations and it makes me so uncomfortable, like beyond not liking a topic of a conversation. Like I generally generate ill feelings towards the person when they talk about it. That ineffable it is hard drugs. I guess at least in my circles, we don't talk about the way drugs like ruins lives. It's such a fun pastime for the people that surround me. And I'm surrounded by amazing people, smart, kind, honest people. So I think we can understand issues, but applying them to our own lives is difficult. And so I think people understand that people get addicted to drugs, but it's so easy to be like, well, it's not gonna happen to me. But for her, it's bigger. It's not a joke. It's the thing that's irreparably damaged her family. This is something I don't talk about with a lot of people. Um, when I was younger, my older sister, she would, she would pick me up from places and like shoot up in front of me and would like take me to drug dealers' houses or like make me wait in a car in the dark alone. And not that she doesn't love me, it just it takes over who you are. So I have these just like vivid memories of spending like at least an hour at a time in those kinds of situations and being in a car with someone who's literally doing cocaine. It's just not cute to me, and it's just not funny. It's not one of those things like, oh, we're young, we're millennials, like, we can't change a light bulb. It's a matter of life and death. Three of my siblings um, have each had serious, serious problems with drug addiction, and it makes me so cautious and honestly way more judgmental than I want to be because... Like, I've seen the impact it has on a family. I've, in one case, I actually lost my brother because of reasons related to drugs. She's not the only one whose siblings play a role in a personal taboo. So the thing I don't talk about is my sister. And she left home when I was about nine because she's eight and a half years older than me. And when I was nine, she went off to boarding school. And right after that, she went off to college and she went to Princeton. I live in the Midwest, so she was very far away. Immediately after graduation, she moved to Europe, back to our, where she was born in England. And then after that, she moved to Barcelona. So she's been having all of these great adventures across the world, which are really exciting, but I see her very infrequently in that time and we have very, very little contact. Um, in part because she very, very rarely reaches out to my family to talk to us or to be updated on what's going on. I don't talk about her because I don't feel as if she wants to be a part of my life. And I feel as if, if she's trying to deliberately exclude herself from my life, that I shouldn't include her within my own. And she's not the only one whose personal taboo revolves around a person who isn't around much. Uh, my roommate tends never be around. But because we're guys, and because, maybe it's not even because we're guys, maybe it's just some false sense of, we've set up a friendship in a way that it doesn't have to be that way. That I don't tell him that he's not around enough. And I think that, you know, he, you know, he deserves to have his like own life, but... I'm pretty lonely at home all the time. 
uh, and usually I think about it and I play through the whole conversation in my head. And then when I actually get up to speak with him, he comes home and I'm like, oh, he's already home. So there's no reason to like bring it up because now we're having a good time. And then sometimes it'll come up, but it's usually like a one word, one line. He's like, oh yeah, I know. I'll be around more, but not really. He doesn't ever turn up. For him, the taboo was a matter of insecurity and conflict avoidance. And so we're just, we're, we're best friends. So it, it just doesn't seem like the kind of thing that you, that I should bring up with him because it's, you know, that kind of friendship. I think um, one of it's like an insecurity that if I bring it up too much, that he's already chosen other people as a priority over me, and that if I bring it up, then he'll completely cut off contact. Uh, and the other is kind of wanting to avoid conflict, but kind of for the same reason. For others, the silence involves sparing family and friends from a perceived burden. Both burden and conflict. In two different ways. I don't want to create a conflict with her by telling her that I feel as if she's not a part of my life. I don't want to create a burden for my family because my parents already struggle with her being gone and I don't want to create a burden on my friends who don't fully understand the situation. And for many, it's a mixture of insecurity, conflict, and burden. For sure, that, that all matches up. And specifically with insecurity, that's like two parts to that in the situation. Like on the one hand, there's this huge insecurity about not fitting in and not doing what everyone else is doing, which is more shallow, I would say. Normal, obviously, but shallow. And then the other part of me, like, I have this vision, like, if I were to try one of these coke or heroin, for instance, if I were to try it once, like, it wouldn't just be once. Thanks to Lobo Loco for the music in this piece. For American Student Radio in Bloomington, I'm Emily Miles.